I'm Aaron Henkin. Welcome to Life in the Balance. I'm going to start us off this hour with a saying by the infinitely quotable Ben Franklin. He said, tell me and I forget, teach me and I may remember, involve me and I learn. Have you ever had a mentor? Have you ever been a mentor? In either case, mentorship can be a powerful experience for everyone involved. Today on the show, we're going to be looking at the impact of mentorship, professionally, personally, academically. First, let's start with those statistics. According to Mentor, the National Mentoring Partnership, at-risk young adults who had a mentor are 55% more likely to enroll in college, 78% more likely to volunteer regularly, 90% are interested in becoming a mentor themselves, and they are 130% more likely to hold leadership positions later in life. All this is to say, having a mentor can be a total game changer for a young person who maybe doesn't have a lot of other resources. It's also a really effective way for say, an older person with resources to make a major and direct difference in someone else's life. I want to start off here by uh, putting a program on your radar, a program called YouthWorks. This is a program uh, that comes out of the mayor's office for employment development. And what it does is it offers thousands of young people in the city, ages 14 to 21, job experiences for a five-week stretch during the summer with all sorts of uh, employment uh, places, nonprofit, government, private sector employers. I have two guests here in studio who've each participated in the YouthWorks experience, one as a mentor and one as a mentee. Lauren Mosier is HR business partner for Howard Bank, and Kayla Malone is now a senior at McDaniel College. She has worked at Howard Bank through YouthWorks for the past three summers. Lauren and Kayla, welcome to you both. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Great to have you here. Uh, Lauren, let me start with you. Tell us about your job at Howard Bank. What do you, what do, you do there? I am an HR business partner, so we have a small team of four of us. Um, and because we're a small team, we all wear several different hats in the organization. But one of my main functions is recruitment and managing the internship program from you know summer to summer. So as far as recruitment goes, how do you, how do you get partnered up with uh, YouthWorks and what what made this seem like a good idea for your business? We partnered with YouthWorks when we decided to participate in Be Local, which is a program investing into the city um, in various different ways. So YouthWorks is one of the ways we are participating in Be Local, um, just reinvesting into the community that we're, you know, our headquarters is in Baltimore, so we're reinvesting in the community in that way. Um, and just fostering the young people of the city. Kayla, let me turn to you. Um, first of all, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, where are you from? Uh, you're getting ready to graduate from McDaniel College this year? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I am a senior at McDaniel College. Um, I was born here in Baltimore, raised here in Baltimore, so I've been here all my life. Um what are you studying at McDaniel College? I'm a math major at McDaniel. Okay. Don't ask me why. <laughs> How did you end up uh, coming into the fold of the YouthWorks program? So, How did you find out about it? Yeah, I was looking for, um, I guess, summer employment um, after my freshman year at McDaniel. And I wasn't... I didn't want to just hop into like any like retail job because that would have been easy. I kind of wanted to get like a twofer. So I was like, if I find an internship where I can get like transferable skills and things like that, then that'll be more beneficial for my summer. So 
through my scholarship program, the um, College Bound Foundation, we actually had someone from YouthWorks come and talk to us and really try to sell the whole um, YouthWorks Hire One um, internship to us. And through that, I was like, oh, this is perfect. It's here. It's here in Baltimore. Um, I won't have to like travel. It's people that I not know, but people who understand Baltimore and um, it would just be more uh, comfortable for me to see like actual faces. Um, so I just thought that, you know, YouthWorks would be the best option for me. So did you have a choice, Kayla, uh, in terms of like where you would land? I mean, how did you end up? A, did you choose a bank? Well, I didn't necessarily choose a bank, but what they do is they give you options. So do you want to go into like hospitality or um, maybe like medicine? Like I have a friend that was um, who got the chance to work at like a pharmacy through Hire One. Um, so it was more of like what trade kind of not trade, but what like a uh, career path maybe. And then they matched me up with a bank, I would say necessarily. Um, because of my, like, I was interested in a few different things. So through the bank, I was able to touch, like, a few different departments. I could never just narrow down on, like, I want to do one thing. Tell me about your first day uh, on the job at the office. Do you remember it? Oh, let's see. Um, it was three years ago. <laughs> no, three long years ago. Well, it wasn't that long. So um, let's see. I remember... Uh, coming in, I was a little bit nervous because, like, that was my first time, obviously, in, like, a corporate setting. But um, I just remember being around, like, other, um, like, youth work, uh, like, interns. And I guess that really made me comfortable because I wasn't just, like, the one person in this, like, huge corporate <laughs> business who um, was, like, uh, just fresh out of freshman year of college um so that kind of helped me and then I remember meeting Lauren and the other um HR employees from when I did the interview like further in um back in the year so that so there kinda, was a familiar couple of familiar faces yeah there. like that kind of helped mm -hmm. me sure <laughs> and um I just remember them all being very like welcoming mm -hmm. and I kind of got to meet everybody in the bank that day so I do yeah. remember like taking a tour and kind of seeing how everybody was like a family um and how like all the employees kind of like knew each other and everybody um was like very welcoming to us and we even got to meet like um just very like high executives that day so it was really cool with everybody having like an open door policy um lauren know. let me turn to you and ask you to talk about um what it's been like to get to know kayla i mean you remember meeting her for the first time what kind of an impression did she make on you and has she made on you since yeah, so it was definitely wonderful meeting Kayla. We met with several young individuals from the YouthWorks program, um, got to know them, talked about the skills that they did have, what they were looking to do, um, and seeing if it would be a good fit for the bank. So I definitely remember meeting Kayla. She stood out, just her positivity, um, her eagerness to learn, and just willingness to take on whatever tasks that we gave her. Um, and we were very excited to have her on her first day. She did get to meet a lot of us at the bank, and we just wanted to provide that positive experience for whoever we decided to bring aboard from the YouthWorks program. Kayla, you mentioned uh, wanting an experience that was more sort of substantive, purposeful than like a retail job, perhaps. Um, what kind of work 
have you been doing at the bank? Like, what's an average day of work like for you? Well, I was I got to do a little bit of everything. So um, I first started off in HR and I would kind of like shadow them. So I got to see like what Lauren does and what some of the other HR employees did. Um, then I got to work in marketing, which I absolutely loved. So I um, I got to do a lot on the computer. So I was doing a lot of um, research on like social medias and creating different posts. I taught myself how to do like Photoshop. So then I would kind of spend my time looking for things that could be posted on the bank's um, social media profile. So like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And then I would kind of create different images that could be posted. And I would also look up things for um, blog posts. So I would be writing blog posts. So I was kind of working on different projects throughout the whole entire day. And I got to kind of create my own schedule of like what I wanted to do today, what I want to do like next week, what I want to turn in for like approval to be posted. And which was pretty cool because I got to see myself on the pages so it's always a wise idea for an organization to lean on the younger people for the social media stuff uh and and lauren i imagine let me ask you what is uh talk about what it does for uh just the uh corporate culture the vibe of life day to day to have uh young fresh energy in a place uh coming from an organization like youthworks it has a tremendous impact on the culture. It brings a positivity, a lightheartedness, and really kind of teaches our employees as well to foster the young people of the city because eventually they are going to be our workforce. They're going to be in our headquarters, you know, doing the day to day. So it definitely brings on excitement, um, looking forward to the future. It brings a light to the culture. Kaylee, you've been at the bank for three years now. You and Lauren have had a chance to uh, really get to know each other. Um, talk about um, what this sort of relationship has done for you professionally and personally to have a mentor. So having a mentor for me, um, I really benefit from the fact that I know that there's like an open door policy. So if I ever needed anything, let's say um, I needed like a uh, recommendation or something, I know that I feel comfortable um, going to the bank and saying, hey, Lauren, um, this is the opportunity that I have. You know, could you write me a recommendation letter? And I feel comfortable knowing that um I have three years of experience um, with her that she knows about. So she um, could be familiar with like my work ethic and things like that so that she could be able to um, maybe write a recommendation letter. And then there's also the networking um, part of it. So I just started like getting into like my LinkedIn profile and um it's impossible to overstate the importance of the whole networking element of, of this, isn't it? Yes. So it's who you know. It's the relationships that you build that sort of take you to your next chapter. Right. And I remember when I first made it, um, Lauren was like one of my first like uh, connections. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just getting into it. So right. I don't really know. But um like she's been the face that I've known for the past three years and that I connect to that bank, um, which is important to be able to connect faces to um, corporations. So I kind of feel like I have like an edge up and I'm like, hey, I know her. <laughs> so <laughs> when you think about this sort of mentorship relationship, 
obviously the mentee gets a lot out of it, but I imagine that the mentor gets a certain something out of that relationship as well. Talk about maybe how you've changed or sort of what you've gotten out of your time with Kayla. It's been an exciting journey to watch Kayla grow from the time that I met her and she came in for the first time. Um, just seeing her grow within the bank and, you know, she spoke a lot about networking. So she's really made a lot of important connections, um, which I think will be impactful in her life going forward. Whatever career path she decides to take, she'll have those experiences under her belt and she'll have someone in her corner. And, you know, I'll be able to, you know, provide advice to her if she ever needs it and provide a different, you know, thought process if she's looking for that. Um, and it's just been an impactful experience for myself personally, just exciting watching her grow and looking forward to the future and seeing what she does. What is that uh, future look like, Kayla? What's the next step? What do you think you'll do once you graduate college? So I definitely see myself looking at um, something with uh, marketing, um, definitely uh, digital marketing because of my experience in the internship. I've grown to really love marketing and like everything, the big umbrella that it covers. So, Lauren, your organization found its way to YouthWorks. Uh, it obviously has uh, been a really rewarding partnership for you guys. Um, is it a good fit for all sorts of different businesses, do you think? Uh, I mean, what do other companies stand to gain from from this, and, and how do they get involved? I would encourage any business, large or small, to participate in the YouthWorks program. It is immensely rewarding. It's giving back into the communities that we're serving in, which Howard Bank values a tremendous amount. And it's fostering the young people of our community, which will be important for everybody's future. And the skills and the knowledge that they gain is very important. You're paying it forward. Absolutely. We have been speaking with Lauren Mosier, HR business partner for Howard Bank, and Kayla Malone, senior at McDaniel College and summer employee for Howard Bank through the YouthWorks program. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you. You're tuned to Life in the Balance. I'm Aaron Hankin. On today's show, we're talking about the impact of mentorship. Coming up, we'll speak with Jason Perkins Cohen, director of the Mayor's Office of Employment Development here in Baltimore City. He's going to tell us more about the YouthWorks program and how you, either as an employee or an employer, can apply. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Life in the Balance. I'm Aaron Hinkin. Today on the show, we're talking about summer jobs for kids in the city and the important mentorship opportunities that come with those jobs. We're joined now by Jason Perkins Cohen. He is director of the Mayor's Office of Employment Development. Jason, thanks again for joining us. Hey, happy to be here. Tell me the story of how YouthWorks works, how it got started, the vision behind it. Yeah. So uh, YouthWorks has been around for decades. It's changed names over the years. But as as YouthWorks, it's been around for quite a long time. Um, and, you know, it's about opportunity. It's about understanding that our young adults need opportunity. And getting that first job is really important, but really hard when you don't have any experience. And so what YouthWorks is really about is, you know, we, we talk about summer jobs, but it's really about giving a summer opportunity for a young person to get their foot in the door, whether it's a private sector or the nonprofit or even the public sector, get some experience 
earn a paycheck, uh, and and uh, learn some really important lessons about what work is like and what they might want to do in their future. I'm sure Baltimore is not the only city that has a program like YouthWorks. Give listeners a sense of like sort of how Baltimore is doing with this. Pro- is it a big program? Is it a tiny program? Where are we sort of in that larger picture of what cities are doing for young people in employment? Uh, Baltimore has one of the largest programs in the nation uh, on a per capita basis. I believe it's the second largest. Uh, last year, we offered employment uh, to about 8,500 young adults. Um, we've been, you know, in that na- in that ballpark for three or four years. Before that, we were smaller. Um, and uh, a lot of some cities have large programs. You know, D.C. has a large program. New York, Chicago. A lot of cities that are, are of our size have much smaller programs. I was meeting with uh, one city uh, yesterday, actually. You know, 500 uh, young people in their program. Other cities in Maryland, much much smaller, n- nowhere near the scale. And just to put it in perspective of how, you know, what is the number, you know, 9,000 or 8,500, you know, if you look at the Baltimore area employers, when we bring on, you know, 8,500, 9,000 young people this summer, we'll become roughly the sixth largest employer in the city. Wow. Let's talk more about employers. In the last segment of our program, we met uh, Kayla and Lauren, an employee and an employer uh, who teamed up through the YouthWorks program. Uh, They're a great sort of example of uh, the program's potential. Um, what um, would you say to potential employers who might be in our listening audience uh, right now? How does an employer get involved uh, to participate through the YouthWorks program? Right. So it's really simple. I was actually meeting with an employer this morning. Uh, you can go on our website, uh, YouthWorks, one word, dot oedworks.com uh, and register. Uh, and you know you have a you have a, you know, a tremendous pool of talent. So in the first 21 days in which our portal has been open, more than 10,000 young people have registered already, and we've got five more weeks. Wow. So clearly, there's a young person out there that's a good fit for any employer that uh, that wants to participate. And uh, you know the kinds of opportunities that you can provide are are, are nearly endless. And they are. Uh business field, nonprofit field? Are there certain uh, fields that you're searching for uh, in terms of like your employer pool? Yeah. So we're you know, we're excited to have anyone work with us uh, that can provide a good experience for young adults. And in some cases, uh, you know, it might be a restaurant where they, you know, they literally need someone to clear the dishes and wait on tables, or make the food. Uh, work in a hotel, you know, sort of some of the more traditional uh, types of summer jobs that you you would think of. But but it, and those are great opportunities, and we value every one of them. And and more, most importantly, young people value those opportunities. But it doesn't have to be those sort of traditional opportunities. Uh, as much as anything, young people value the experience of being in a work setting, getting to uh, meet uh, adults that have jobs uh, that that are in careers that maybe they didn't consider. Uh, and some of those um, less tangible experiences are as as valuable as anything. So just getting a chance to talk to uh, someone about how they got you know they got the idea to create their business or work in their in their jobs, what other things they considered, it's really important opportunities for people. Let me remind listeners that this is we're talking about a summer program here. This is a five week stretch in the summer, which is is kind of important in the sense that, you know, summer is this time of year when and like daily structure can oftentimes disappear for a lot of young people, uh, especially if their parents aren't in a position to be sending them to camps and the like. Um, talk about that summertime stretch and just how important it can be for kids to have focus and to have structure then. 
Absolutely. So this summer's program starts on July 1st. And as you mentioned, it runs for five weeks. Uh, young adults will work uh, f- uh, 25 hours a week. Usually it's five five days a week, five hours a day, but we can we can accommodate a slightly different work schedule if the employer wants it to be four days and as long as it adds up to 25 hours. To your point around structure is really important, right? I mean, we can remember being kids and you couldn't wait for summer, right? I mean, you just absolutely couldn't wait. And, and kids today are the same way. They can't wait either. But uh, but they also need some structure, and they need again to build those skills. In education, they talk, they use the phrase "summer melt" uh, yeah. to to mean that some some of the skills that they were working on, uh, math skills, reading skills, or what have you, can melt away a little bit, and then you got to go backwards and and pick it up in the fall. Uh, and the same is with other kinds of skills as well. So one of the benefits of YouthWorks is it provides that structure for young adults. Again, they're 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 learning on the job; they're getting paid. Um, with a lot of employers, it also is a, is a great way to provide food. Remember, a lot of our young adults in Baltimore are uh, receiving uh, lunch and breakfast at school. Um, depending on the size of the work site, we can uh, work with our city partners to get food delivered, uh, and or they're earning money so they can make sure they provide. You know, they can buy their own food. Really important. Uh, and then little things like this year, you know, here we are, we're getting close to tax time. They're going to get that W-2. They're going to learn about uh, taxes. They're going to get access to other services through the YouthWorks program. That's uh, really important. you got to learn about taxes at some point. <laughs> yeah. Not the most popular thing, lesson to learn, but it is part of, of having a job, right? And it's all the other things that come with going to work about how do you interact with your peers and, and, uh, and adults. Here we are in the middle of winter, or so it seems, but you have a deadline coming up as far as uh, when young folks can kind of sign up to get involved, right? How much time do folks have? And and remind me again where they go. Sure. So uh, for young adults that are between the ages of 14 and 21, uh, they need to register for this program. And they can go to youthworks, one word, dot oedworks.com. Uh, and there's two buttons. I mentioned that it's the same same website for employers. There's a button that says youth, and there's a button that says employers. So the young people should should click on the youth button. It really takes about five minutes to register, and then we'll collect some basic information and schedule you for an appointment. Um, and uh, you know these are great opportunities, but you have to register for them. So I can't emphasize how important it is. Uh, for you to take advantage of that. And for employers as well, I know, you know, it's it's cold out. Maybe you're not thinking about July quite yet, but um, but it's important to get those opportunities in so that you can, f- we can help you find the right match. Again, it seems like what you just said, I just said there's 10,000 kids, so I have some time and I maybe the first thousand I don't need to worry about. No, do it now, please. We beg you because one is it helps us to talk to young people to make those matches and helps to make sure that we've got all the processes ironed out so that you as an employer have the smoothest experiences. So the deadline for young people to register is March 1st. And the website, once again, is youthworks.oedworks.com. Sign up by March 1st. Uh, And if you're a Baltimore City resident, a young person between the ages of 14 to 21, you complete the form on there, you're in the queue, and we're going to work with you to get your work in this summer. When you hear the term internship, summer internship, uh, for some folks that can sound like I'm working for free somewhere, that's not the case f- for YouthWorks. No. Uh, youth, works are, are, youth workers are all paid minimum wage. Uh, in Baltimore this summer, it is $10.10 an hour. Uh, if you're in the private sector, if you're an employer in the private sector, we're asking you to cover that uh, salary. You can either uh, put them on your own payroll and just pay them 10 10 an hour for 25 hours a week and, and, and work it all out. 
or if you don't want uh, the administrative complexities with that, uh, you can make a donation to the uh, Baltimore City Foundation. Uh, that is Baltimore City, one word. Uh, I'm sorry, Baltimore City Foundation, one word. It's not really one word, but it's all together. Dot org. Uh, make the you know sign up as a worksite. Make the donation there, and then we we cover. We actually write the check to the young people or pay the wage for the young people. Take care of the taxes and everything else. Most employers opt for that. It doesn't matter to us. If you're a nonprofit, uh, that's where we're raising the money so that we can support young people. They get paid the same wage, but we're not expecting you as a nonprofit to cover that. But we do rely on donations. Uh, so for folks listening, uh, whether you're an employer or not, uh, going to that website I just gave it with the Baltimore City Foundation is, is creating an opportunity because we will place as many young people as we have the resources to cover their salaries. I think back to what we heard from Lauren and Kayla earlier this hour. Their story is such a great example of the, the potential of, of this program. How important is, how important can that one-on-one employee-employer mentoring relationship be? You know, it's, 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 it's actually immeasurable. Uh, and again, you don't know where it's going to come from. Sometimes you go into a work site, uh, and again, this has happened in our office, where you have someone who's assigned to be the supervisor, and the supervisor's doing a fine job, but just through daily interactions, the young adult connects with a different person in the organization. That's terrific and fine. Again, it's happened in our in our organization. Um, and, you know, we have young adults who, who, who stay in touch with us. They want to talk about what's going on with school. They want to talk about, you know, what they should do to get into the field that they that they're, they've become interested in. They want to talk about everything, um, uh, finances. I mean, the, the full gamut, it's just important for young adults to have um, access to a variety of people who can um, show them a pathway. Uh, and again, they, you know, people come to our office or you know, they go to work at a bank or a restaurant. Maybe that's not where they're going to end their career. But, uh, but the opportunity to see it firsthand and to see some of the skills that are useful anywhere uh, in any job is really important. Jason Perkins Cohen is director of the Mayor's Office of Employment Development. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. You're listening to Life in the Balance. I'm Aaron Hankin. We've been uh, discussing the very successful YouthWorks program here in Baltimore City, a program that's connecting young employees to summer jobs and fostering professional mentorships. After the break, we're going to zoom out and look at the philosophy of mentorship, personal, academic, and professional, and the role it can have in changing people's lives. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Life in the Balance. I'm Aaron Hankin. If you're just joining us, we're talking this hour about mentorship and its benefits for everyone involved. We've gotten a chance to learn about uh, the YouthWorks program here in Baltimore City, and we've met two of its participants, Kayla and Lauren, an employee-employer pair who've both reaped the rewards of a professional mentorship relationship. We're going to talk a little more broadly now about the concept of mentorship and the powerful impact it can have in a young person's life. We're joined now by Sadiq Ali, director of Maryland Mentor, Mentor is the National Mentoring Partnership, which describes itself as the unifying champion for expanding quality youth mentoring relationships in the United States. Sadiq Ali, welcome to the program. That's awesome. I appreciate it. Uh, Tell us how this mentor acronym network 
works. The Maryland branch is one of many branches, yeah? That's right, that's right. So Maryland Mentor, we are, I believe at last count, the 26th or 27th statewide or regional affiliate of the the National Mentoring Partnership. And uh, as you just noted, our, our collective mission is to increase the quality and quantity of mentoring relationships across the country. That work is then accomplished locally via these statewide or regional affiliates. So really what it boils down to in a nutshell is that our, our work is to support the uh, in Maryland over 250 unique mentoring programs and organizations through a series of trainings, uh, technical assistance, uh, aka mentoring program consulting, and just a ton of other supports. So our objective is to support those programs who support young people. Before we go any further, let's just do a definition of terms here in its purest, most essential definition of the term, what is a mentor? A mentor is a guide, someone that uh, might know more, have walked a different path than you already. They might have experienced some different things. They are a guide. And that doesn't necessarily denote older, you know, which is one of the things that we're starting to to really shift in terms of paradigms around the definition of mentoring. It is just a guide. And that could be somebody older. That could be, in some cases, somebody younger. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've read about uh, the idea of reverse mentors, too, where uh, older folks who are maybe later in their careers can kind of get a jump start and a kick in the pants by someone younger who's right. a little more plugged into the way things are done these days. That's right. And as a matter of fact, we've seen now some of the most effective mentoring relationships are, again, they're, they're a reciprocal exchange yeah. sort of a deal, right, where uh, it's not just this old, wise person coming to teach this young, kind of silly, right, person about life. Um, but in many regards, again, especially with technology, et cetera, those best relationships are one in which everyone is teaching. Both sides are teaching. It's not just one sided. It's both ways. You're a matchmaker. You're building a relationship, and that relationship's going to benefit both people involved. That's right. And, and, and that's the idea, right? It's, it shouldn't be one sided. It should again, Everybody should be benefiting from this thing. So let's talk specifics. Um, it, how does... Uh, the Maryland branch of Mentor as an organization step in to facilitate this this matchmaking process. That's right. So, you know, basically our work consists of reaching out to programs to provide services to. Um, so, again, in, in, in terms of us being a unifying body, a champion for, for quality mentoring, you know, which is the one of the big things we push for. You see, a lot of times mentoring programs, they start because of uh, the founder has a passion, right? They see an opportunity. They see something that uh, is a challenge in maybe their community, and they'll jump out there, and they'll start a program. They'll say, hey, I see a need. I see a gap. I'm going to fill it. But the challenge is that uh, many of our uh, smaller programs that might be started, again, with that labor of love, um, some of these programs aren't as well developed as maybe we would like them to be. And as a result, maybe sometimes we're seeing they don't get the results that we're all looking for in terms of some of those outcomes. So our role is really to help support those programs in terms of building them to last, really adhering to some best practices, um, really just making sure that those programs are doing the best they can on behalf of the young people that they serve. Let me ask you a little about yourself, Sadiq Ali. Did you have a mentor in uh, life? Oh Who man. was your mentor? I did and I do. Um, so so the I guess one of my favorite stories to tell is I grew up in Prince George's County. So, uh, you know, I had a, I had the fortunate sort of luck of, of having not one, but, you know, a group of, of African-American males as teachers at that school, which is, you know, um, slowly and slowly becoming less and less uh, a thing. Um, but I had several African-American male educator teachers at Hyattsville Middle School, seventh grade. And uh, these these young guys, right? I call them young guys because I'm, I'm older than they were at the time, right? But these young guys had the idea to start uh, basically an Afrocentric 
after-school mentoring program. It was called Umoja, uh, which is Swahili for unity. And there was a group of maybe 15 to 20 of us. Uh, we'd get together a couple times a week. We'd learn about our African heritage. We'd go on field trips. We'd put on step shows for the school and just we built this brotherhood uh, as a result of being connected to these, uh, to these adult men that were non-familial, all right? We weren't related to them, but they saw something great in us, and they, they put their money where their mouth was. It's kind of an interesting sort of uh, thought exercise to think about sort of the butterfly effect of how an experience like that can kind of shuffle down in the following years and, and maybe change who you are? I mean, is there any way you can know how that changed you as a person? You know, it's, that's a great question. I, I don't think there's any way for us to know definitively, but I can say looking back that I know undoubtedly that experience changed me for the better and allowed me to just see different things about myself, different things about my environment, some things that I might not have necessarily even thought of. Um, and then there was one other, one other key component that I always like to mention, too, is that Again, consider myself fortunate. It's like not everybody has a luxury, but I grew up with my dad. So my dad was, you know, definitely one of my heroes. He passed in 2011, and not a day goes by I don't think about him. But through that experience of of having another man sort of additionally teach me about manhood and about leadership and about some of these characteristics, that actually allowed me to appreciate my dad even more. Hmm. Whereas maybe some of the other guys, they were like, you know, I, I don't have my dad as that as that immediate role model. Um, so sometimes we look at mentorship as sort of like de facto parenting, when in reality, that's not what it's supposed to be. Um, but in my own mentoring experience, uh, it, it wasn't that my mentors were standing in a place of my dad, but reinforcing some of the lessons that he was telling me. So I ended up, again, appreciating him more and appreciating that experience that I went through all the same. And I can only assume that uh, now in more recent years, you've taken younger folks under your wing and become a mentor to them. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's not only just something that um, we know for a fact happens. There's now research that brings to bear the notion that um, young people who are involved in a mentoring relationship, um, they're so many more times likely to become mentors and community volunteers and activists and advocates themselves. Um, so without question, it's something that I pride myself on right right up there with being a father is uh, is the pride that I take in being a mentor, being able to I can have someone count on me, someone to uh, literally reference me as someone who's had an impact in their life. On their life, there's there are a few feelings that are sweeter. Talk to me about the uh, the kids who find their way into uh, the programs that you support. Um, what have they got going on in their lives? What are they up against? What do they need? I think the young people that um, that are supported by the programs that that we work with, and they run the gamut. Um, which is again also one of the one of the paradigms we're, we're constantly looking to shift. You know, so many times when we think of mentoring again as an institution as a strategy, we think deficits first, right? Who are the young people that right? Which primarily we think of poor black kids, right? Uh, which are the poor black kids that lead mentors the the most? Uh, when in reality, uh, the research again brings to bear the fact that all young people benefit from having again a non familial, caring adult relationship in their life that they can pull from. Uh, young people are very adept at understanding that uh, my family kind of su- is supposed to love me and care about me. So the magic is in that non-familial piece when this person who's not related to me, they're spending time with me and they don't have to. And that does wonders for a young person's self-esteem. So, you know, many of the programs that we work with, they run the gamut, not just poor black kids, not just poor white kids, but uh, literally everyone in between. And, you know, there's a broader conversation happening, too, just around you know, the state of youth development programming in general, right? Our, our sports 
teams and, you know, community rec clubs, sports clubs, uh, chess clubs, right, um, gymnastics or, you know, just traditional after-school programs, they all have one thing in common, that is youth development and the fact that they're largely run by uh, volunteer corps or not highly paid uh, professionals. So, No matter who we are, you're right, it, it benefits us to have someone to look up to, someone to admire, and to have that person give us their time and attention and the validation that comes along with that time and attention. I, I, I really, I hear what you're saying there. And it really can be a powerful experience for that person who's serving as the mentor too. I mean, it's, as we said before, a relationship. Talk about what you get, talk about what it does for you, how it changes you as a person to be a mentor. I mean, in a number of ways, like I, I posted about this like on my LinkedIn page a couple like a couple months back, but there, there are so many additional benefits, you know, to becoming a mentor. Number one, you know, you, you get this empathetic view into someone else's life, which, you know, outside of traveling, right, the, the, the number one way to experience new things is, is, is through new experience, uh, it's through new relationships, rather. So, you know, having somebody let us into their world is so educational on so many levels. Um, and we, and we see that time and time again, you know, in our sort of satisfaction surveys with mentors, et cetera, like, man, I learned so much about uh, just uh, a person's life that is so much unlike my own that this was really helpful. I think also just in terms of uh, leadership, right? Like uh, so many times folks don't consider themselves as leaders, right? And there's lots of characteristics that go into leadership. Um, but one of them is, again, the ability to listen, the ability to, uh, to be persistent, you know, because again, for, for many first-time mentors, it's a really scary thing, right? You, you're, you're there, you're face-to-face with a young person. It's like, hey, this young person is thinking, hey, wow me. And, and meanwhile, this, this mentor, this first-time mentor is like, you know, they're a deer in the headlights. They have no idea what they're doing. There's a lot of anxiety. <laughs> so being able to, to, to push through that, push through that discomfort and uh, really take the time to, to build a relationship is really, really important. Um, yeah, there, there, there's there's so many benefits. There's so many benefits. Yeah, you're uh, as a mentor, you're you're sort of building these qualities of empathy and patience, and kind of flexing these emotional uh, muscles that maybe you don't get much of a workout otherwise. That's right. That's yeah. right. And and for me personally, and and this is one that again, every time I personally go through a training or a workshop, right? Because I I, I always like to sharpen my own saw. Um, but I was in a training just the other day and I was reflecting on, you know, sort of my role as a mentor and how much being a mentor has personally helped me as a parent. You know, I was, ch- I was chatting out front right before we started recording. Um, and it's like, man, being a, being a, a parent is, is tough in 2019. So some of those skills that you learn, right, when there's kind of less pressure, if you will, when you're in a relationship with uh, with a young person that you're supposed to be listening, right? You're supposed mm. to be guiding them, so you can't be yelling at them, right? So you don't right. you don't yell at your mentee. Um, <laughs> so it's like, man, I need to I need to be more mentor like as a dad. I need wow. to ask more questions. I need to I need to be more understanding. I need to. I need to just be present more of the time instead of always looking to fix something, which is the exact opposite of what we tell a mentor to do. You're not there to give answers. You're there to listen and help uh, and really support. Well, I don't even like the word help, Aaron. Mm-hmm. I like the word support. Really, our job as mentors is to support young people and pulling out what they already have more inside of themselves, which is back to the point I was making earlier, right? We got to stop approaching mentoring through an, a deficit lens yeah. and start approaching it more through an asset lens. 
Well, I've learned so much from this conversation that you have, you are, uh, what, an, what an interesting observation about uh, mentorship and parenting. I mean, yeah, with your own kids, <laughs> you forget to be a mentor to them sometimes. From ball games. Especially early in the morning or whenever you're, oh you, yeah, but that's, what an important lesson to remember. Let me ask you, Sadiq Ali, to uh, talk specifically to listeners who maybe have been listening to this conversation are feeling inspired to get involved. Like, uh, talk about some points of contact, how folks can get involved, find you, and get help through you um, connecting with with, uh, people to mentor. I love it. I love it. Um, So one of the tools that that, uh, we absolutely love is called the Mentoring Connector. It's actually the the, the nation's only searchable database uh, for mentoring opportunities. And as a matter of fact, it actually connects the three biggest pieces of the mentoring sort of ecosystem. And that is uh, mentoring programs themselves can register on the Mentoring Connector to be found by the other two groups, which are parents and families who say, hey, I'd like a mentor for my young person or, or a young person themselves can log into the Mentoring Connector. Um, but also those would-be mentors and volunteers who, again, are inspired, they're, they're feeling passionate and want to get involved, uh, which, again, we believe everyone can be a mentor. Um, you just got to gotta find it in yourself. You Trust me, if you're hearing this, you have something to offer, and a young person will take you just as you are. Uh, but you can log on to MarylandMentor.net slash Mentoring Connector or just or just a tool around our homepage and you, you'll stumble upon it. But the Mentoring Connector uh, is an awesome tool to get uh, to get connected. Awesome. And we'll put that uh, link to that on uh, Life in the Balance uh, webpage, too. Are there any specific sorts of mentors that you're looking for? Uh, you know, earlier in the program, we were pretty focused on, like, this idea of employment-related mentorship. Um, but you're, you're, this is a much bigger picture, isn't it? Your program is connecting people with uh, mentors for a variety of needs. That's right. That's right. And 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 largely, it just depends on what that uh, what that would be mentor or volunteer is looking for. There's all sorts of programs. Again, there's sports based programs. There are uh, the more traditional one to one. There are group mentoring programs that meet on Saturdays that have uh, really more of an enrichment focus. Uh, whatever your sort of interests are, your your particular lane is. There's a mentoring program that you can find that you can attach yourself to. Um, so, yeah, tons of opportunities. And there's got to be a, a sense of satisfaction that comes along with uh, sort of the direct results you see as your relationship evolves with your young person that you're mentoring. I mean, it is really probably like the most direct way that you, you know, as a random citizen of Baltimore can have an effect on someone else's life in, in the city. That's exactly right. Um, doesn't cost any money. Uh, all, it will, all it will take is a little bit of your time. We say on average four hours a month, right? That's an hour a week hmm. that you can potentially spend with a young person that can, to your earlier point, potentially impact the rest of their entire lives. I mean, we've seen matches last for 20 years, 30 years. Wow. Um, there's a consultant um, that works with us uh, at Maryland Mentor. She's been connected with her mentee for over 30 years. Hmm. Over 30 years they've been That's connected. Cool. Um, so the other kind of cool aspect of our work is that we, I guess we're technically one level removed in that we don't work directly with young people all the time. There's definitely instances where we do. But in reality, Maryland Mentor serves as a mentor for the mentoring organizations, right? Mind blown, <laughs> you're, right? You're a meta-mentor. <laughs> like great, Eric. <laughs> That's exactly right. So mind blown. So uh, because, again, the, the reality is that uh, so many of our programs, especially our community-based, uh, smaller programs, uh, our newer programs, these are not huge shops, right? So there's not 
they don't have these huge teams. Yeah. So one of the things that we say is that it's really, really tough to work uh, on your program if you're working in your program all of the time. So our work is really around the professional development uh, for those for those leaders and for those program sort of founders to make sure that they are the best that they can be and making sure that they're learning and, and being I would say classically trained in youth development, uh, which again, a lot of our uh, youth practitioners aren't. You know, I look back at my first coaches, right? My first basketball coaches. These guys knew X's and O's, but they didn't know anything. Right? They didn't know jack about youth development. And in reality, sometimes that poses more of a harm yeah. than a help to some of our young people because right, I remember getting cursed out by my basketball coaches. I, yeah. I, like, I won't say to school like there were where this particular <laughs> coach was, right? Somebody might know him, but yeah. it, it was not a great experience. Uh, so again, making sure that uh, our youth development professionals are trained and you know really ready to go, that we're helping them again be poured into, so that way they have something to pour out is really really critical. As these mentor mentee relationships grow and evolve over years, I imagine as a mentor you really need to learn to put on lots of different hats and become uh, sort of a, a mentor of all trades as mm. as different needs and different questions and different conundrums confront the the young person that you're um, dedicated yourself to. That's right. That's right. It's, it's an excellent point. Uh, so for me, one of the things that, that that I like to share with folks is that, you know, mentoring is somewhat like a chameleon in that it can be attached to lots of different challenges of the day and present truly a path forward because, as you and I even chatted about offline, the uh, the core of mentoring is the relationship. It's not about, you know, metrics, et cetera. Uh, it's about the relationship. And if we have strong enough relationships across the board, you're going to get corrected to, you're going to get connected to a great career you're not going to be inclined to you know self destruct via drugs or 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 alcohol or um risky sexual activity etc because the relationships that you've built will not allow you to do that um so for me again that's probably the 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 third and final paradigm that we're always looking to shift is that Mentoring once upon a time was thought of as only sort of puppy dogs and rainbows and ice cream socials, right? But when attached to, to again, some really serious challenges, academic achievement, uh, attendance, chronic absenteeism, when we apply relationships. So call it what you want. Mentoring is, is a label that a lot of us feel comfortable with because we kind of get that. But it's really about relationships at the end of the day. And if we attach great relationships, be they from educators, community partners, the faith-based community, so on and so forth, we'll see much different results in ourselves and in our young people. What a great uh, architecture you guys have put together. Um, before I let you go, Sadiq, I'm going to just give you one chance here to speak directly to folks who may be around the fence uh, about taking that plunge, volunteering themselves uh, to become mentors. Just... Uh, Make the case for what the what the stakes are here for how impactful this decision can end up being. So that's a deep question. What I will say is that, you know, it's the year 2019. And as we speak, literally, there's a young person being born into this world. If every adult hearing this right now took it upon themselves to attach themselves to a young person as early as humanly possible, one that's not in your family, because, again, we're talking bigger than all of us. If each one of us took the time to get involved with a young person that's not in our family, that might be in a different circumstance than yourself, we have the the true potential to transform the world. 
based on our ability to spend time with someone that doesn't look like us, maybe doesn't come from where we come from, is not related to us. You know, that's a true community based approach. Whatever your community is that you identify with, get involved. We're counting on you. This is all of our problem. This is all of our challenge. And we need everybody to chip in. Sadiq Ali, Director of Maryland Mentor, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. As we get ready to wrap up this hour, we're going to give the last word to Kayla Malone, who we met earlier in our program. She is a three-time YouthWorks participant at Howard Bank, current McDaniel College senior. She uh, has some words of encouragement for anyone considering getting involved with YouthWorks or any mentorship program. What you're going to gain is an experience that is going to follow you forever. (laughs) So um, you're always going to remember, oh, hey, this was my first time in a corporate setting or this was my first internship. And I know the word internship kind of seems like a big, scary thing. Like, I know definitely when I first um, started looking for internships, it seemed like there was a very competitive, like, cutthroat um, situation. And with the YouthWorks internship, I didn't really feel that. I felt like I was um, valued and I felt like wherever I was going to be, that my services, my skills would definitely be needed. So, um, I would say just go for it because you never know where it's going to take you. And um, yeah, that's it. (laughs) The words of Kayla Malone as we close out this episode of Life in the Balance, an original production of WYPR. The show airs at 1 p.m. and again at 9 p.m. on the first Wednesday of the month. Life in the Balance is produced and edited by Katie Marquette. You can listen to previous episodes online at wypr.org slash lifeinthebalance. For 88.1 WYPR, your NPR news station, I'm Aaron Hinkin. Thanks for listening.